Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on October 11th, 2018. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just the that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Academy of Foreign Languages. If you have any interest in learning a new language or brushing up on existing language skills, you should know about the Academy of Foreign Languages. Located in Palos Verdes, the Academy of Foreign Languages specializes in the art of communication. Their mission is to provide the finest language instruction possible. They recognize that each student has distinctive needs and craft their teaching technique to optimize an individual's particular learning skills. At the Academy of Foreign Languages, they strive to create a comfortable environment conducive to learning. So whether you're learning a new language or would simply like to converse in your native tongue, the Academy of Foreign Languages can accommodate you. For additional information, visit their website at academyofforeignlanguages.com, that's all spelled out, or call 310-975-4133. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of The South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you doing today? I am doing well uh, this morning, Joe. I I went out and had some fun last night. Really? What did you do? I went to uh, check out the new Lazy Acres Market in Hermosa Beach. Oh, yes. Fantastic. I noticed that it was open last night. Yeah. uh, Well, it was a – let me see if I get this right. It was a private pre-opening preview um, the, 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 they start, they start today, today is the soft open. So soft open right. today, tomorrow, and then the grand opening is Saturday, uh, the 13th right. Saturday. So, but last night they had a, a private, uh, preview and, uh, I went right. over there and, oh my goodness, this place is huge, huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's big. Um, yeah. yeah and it really really nice i mean they've got pretty much anything you could possibly want uh i i didn't you know the first thing my husband asked me when i got home last night was he was like what were the prices like and i'm like i don't know i didn't i didn't look you know um because what what it was was it was it was actually it was actually a fundraiser and when you checked in you could buy these um like tickets you know like raffle tickets uh not raffle tickets Uh but tickets and um it, they had all of these stations set up with food and drink and stuff, and it would be like you know you could get a poke bowl for two tickets, um, you know a glass of wine for two tickets, uh, cookies and ice cream for two tickets. So you know it was it was a fundraiser for some of the local schools, and um, mm-hmm. so I, I was just going around you know sampling all of all of the food and stuff. Uh, so I I wasn't really paying attention to pricing, but they have huge like every department is is monster you they have the great wall of cheese and it's just like mm. every cheese you could possibly imagine and then they have they have like the the herbal uh remedy uh soaps oils lotion section which smells mm. so good it, it's gigantic and, mm. and they have yeah they have everything aromatherapy and everything but then of course the food uh they they're yeah. going to have a a Mexican uh, hot Mexican food bar. They're going to have bowl, a bowl station. Um, just yeah, yeah, big, big, bright, airy, roomy. Uh, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. So yeah, so they, they're they're open as of today. Uh, as I said, right. opening the next couple of days. Grand opening on right. Saturday, and they are open for business. So right, right, right. <laughs> they are people are excited. Uh, a- they are a tenant of Hope Chapel. Uh, yes. The church that my wife and I have been going to for many years is their landlord. And uh, it's been such an amazing 
collaboration. They really are a great organization, uh, Lazy Acres. As a matter of fact, I think they are the parent company for Bristol Farms. I mean, no, or the parent no, no, company no. of Lazy Acres. What? No, no, it's the par- the parent company. I believe is like Metropolitan Groceries or something, okay. and they own both Bristol and Lazy Acres. Uh, okay. Two completely okay. separate. You know, they're they're not combined. You know, they they have their own. Right. Uh, they're individual, but the, the the parent company is, as I said, Metropolitan. I think it is. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, so they're they're they are affiliated uh, with with Bristol. Um, but it's very exciting because I, I I spoke to several people and I overheard a lot of people talking about you know how uh, certain areas of the South Bay, you know when when Albertsons closed, they, it left a lot of neighborhoods in the South Bay high and dry without a grocery store. So right. people were so right. excited. That, that this place right. opened there because there was a, a definite need. So that's exciting. Welcome to the neighborhood, Lazy Acres. Welcome to the neighborhood, Lazy Acres. They would make a great sponsor, wouldn't they? Oh, they certainly would. We have to talk to them. <laughs> they're they're a wonderful organization, and uh, looking forward to that. Um, uh, I I work in the parking ministry at Hope Chapel, and so right. I've been watching Lazy Acres. Uh, as they've been uh, constructing for the last uh, six months, and uh, it's uh, they they're a great organization, and we're looking forward to their success. So there you go. Yeah, very exciting. Well, we're going to have an yeah, we're going to have an exciting show today because <laughs> this show is about uh, you know it's about local business it's about uh charity and uh involvement in local business and it's about a new event that i think is going to be a huge hit here in the south bay um we know and love the lobster festival and uh uh it's a great event but this is a new event in one of my favorite you know venues in the south bay the the seaside lagoon that i think is going to have legs uh, for many years to come. Uh, Jackie, who's our guest today? Uh, well, before I get to that, you know, I just want to clarify. Oh. You said the Lobster Festival. Our, our our traditional Lobster Festival, as far as I know, is no more. Um, that was a oh, chamber no, event. Oh, no, don't say it. Well, they didn't have it this year. You know, the, the one that we all went to, uh, a three-day event that we've been going to for, I don't know, right. 25 years or whatever, um, That that is no right. longer. Um, that was that was right. hosted by the Redondo Beach Chamber, and this year there was another event. I think it was called Lobster Rock, and that was also a right. three-day event. But there was one major difference. Like I, I think people thought that this Lobster Rock was going to come in and replace Lobster Fest. No, because it wasn't family friendly. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 event was held on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Friday and Saturday, it was for 21 only, 20, 21 and older. Sunday, yeah. it, I guess it was open to families, but that's a big difference. I mean, Lobster Fest, our old Lobster Festival was was very family oriented. As a matter of fact, we went every year with our friends that had young children. So, yes. um, you know, so 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 there, it is different. It, it's not the same one. So I just wanted to make that clear. Anyway, I am very okay. excited about this one. As a matter as a matter of fact, when I first saw, I must have been on social media. I saw this Raging Cajun Blues Festival. I immediately called my friends that we go to the, that we used to go to Lobster Fest with, and I'm like, this is what we're doing this year. So they all already right. went out. We all already went out and bought our tickets. So anyway, all right. So I just wanted to, to clarify that. Anyway. Our guest this morning is Steve Hodges, uh, owner of Raging Cajun Cafe and Moonshine Bar in Redondo Beach. Now, Steve moved from the East Coast to Torrance in 1983 and has resided in the South Bay ever since. His first job was at Lampost Pizza in Torrance, where he worked and then managed for years. In 2014, he and his wife, Lisa, decided to reopen the Raging Cajun Cafe in Redondo Beach. Now, since then, they've built the restaurant into a thriving business that hosts many popular annual events from Mardi Gras to Crab Fest. Now they're embarking on a new venture to produce and promote a local music festival. The inaugural Raging Cajun Blues Festival will take place on Saturday, October 20th from 1130 in the morning until 8 p.m. 
at Seaside Lagoon in Redondo Beach. It's going to be an epic day of food, fun, and incredible music featuring top artists Davey Knowles, Tommy Castro and the Painkillers, Reverend Talltree, and Eric Sardinas and Big Motor. Now, tickets are $25, and you can purchase them at RagingCajunBluesFest.com. RagingCajunBluesFest.com. Welcome to the Steve Program. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Let's talk about it's the, the, ex- the show. Yeah, well, we're excited to have you on the show, but um, first of all, we have to step back and say Rage and Cajun is such a great local business, and they're so supportive of local charities. I know them through their support for Relay for Life, uh, an effort of the American Cancer Society to raise awareness and funds for cancer activity and or uh, to eradicate cancer. Uh, cancer sucks, and what does that other say? Uh, uh, they say uh, cancer is uh, <laughs> just uh, not good. So um, we're very excited believe, to have I, you, I Steve. Believe, you and I believe the term you're, I believe the term you're looking for is F cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, yes. Thank you. That was yeah, the Marie, term. Yeah, um, Maria Starrett's <laughs> got us involved when, right after we opened, and it's been a great, right. a great. Uh, uh, I don't know. Working together has been great Part- for us. Great for Part- them really enjoy working with them and actually they're not involved with this event but we we'll talk about later we're planning another festival in the spring and i'm sure they'll be very involved in that one well that that's the thing is is if it is true and i guess it is true that uh the lobster festival is no more as a community sponsored event um that seaside lagoon venue is such a perfect venue for music and a festival like this. Thank you so much for coming up with this idea. But now you've got a thriving restaurant, and it looks like you're going to be having a thriving annual music festival. That's a lot of work, Steve. It's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny. I, I had brought in a friend, one of my best friends, as an investor in this festival. And I said, when I talked to him, like, yeah, I don't, this might not, you know, we can make some money. I don't think it'll be that much more work than already running the restaurant. And I was just telling him this last week, I'm like, man, I was totally wrong on that. This isn't a lot of work. Running a festival is a yeah. ton of work. <laughs> but it's, it's it, everything. Did you, it is. Did you going. have any. Did you have any experience in doing a festival before, or is this just something you just decided to do? I didn't. Uh, a girl that worked for me, a bartender, has been in the music industry, and she's done some large events before. And she actually, at the beginning of the year, we put on a, uh, a she handled a large off-site uh, event for us, and she just nailed it. Everybody was saying how great she was. And then that's how it kind of started from there. Uh, we started talking. I'm like, well, what do you think about doing? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you want me to go in at this point, but the uh, the spring festival talked about doing that, and then mm-hmm. and then to do that, we needed to, to kind of show the city we could do something uh, and do right. it well. So we started with the right. blues festival. It came up with the as the the first thing. So as far as me, we just so, the, re- the restaurants. We do a ton of events at the restaurant on a much smaller scale. But we've done very well yeah. with those, so we felt like yes. we could move on and do something bigger. Right. Wow. Well, this is um, this is a uh, uh, you know it, it it is such a perfect location for this kind of event because it's set away from homes. It's set on the other side of the the avenue from uh, the Crown Plaza. Uh, it's a perfect location to have loud music. <laughs> oh, it and, absolutely is. Uh, yeah. And, and we, I and mean, we've got, got to take crown, advantage of that. You, we, we definitely do. I think, uh, you know, one blues festival a year is not enough. Uh, hopefully other vendors, other, other organizations will step up and sponsor other events throughout the year. Uh, the Seaside Lagoon is a perfect location for something like this. And, uh, so you know, you're going you know, you know, to see you know, a, lot, a lot going on down there, I think, in the next year or two. I know there's some big things being being planned. Well, you know, Excellent. what's interesting is that, you know, apparently this whole waterfront thing is not going to happen now. Um, you know, what? 
and season. Well, Joe, you haven't been keeping up, but I don't want to go into that right now. Uh, but 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 the thing is that Seaside Lagoon is only open what three months out of the year, and and the rest of the year it's not used. Um, and the original waterfront plant that was it was kind of going to be redone, repurposed, whatever. But it looks like they're not doing that now. So um, if it, if it's just going to sit fallow, you know, other than the three months of the year, it might as well be used for events, you know, all the time, you know, I, I, I right. they should definitely be using it for more. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. That's, you know, you know me, I'm right. all about the events. Well, Jackie, I think all of the, you know, the, the, the shade hotel, Redondo shade hotel and the crown plaza, certainly. And the new Redondo hotel, um, all the businesses down there would like, would like to have seen that more used in years past. And there was a, I don't know what, a kind of a roadblock uh, in the city about that. But I, apparently that dam has been broken. And now uh, they're looking at planning more events for that venue and uh, more power to them. The parking is perfect. The venue is perfect. There's ample uh, accommodations literally across the street. Um, I was just at the Greek theater recently and they have done such amazing renovation with that. The Greek theater is an, is an amazing venue and, uh, uh, you know, the, the seaside lagoon is not quite up to the Greek theater standards, but it is a great place to have a party. No doubt. (laughs) Oh yeah. We're looking forward to going in there and putting on a really nice fun event. And, uh, yeah. And to, to have that in our city is, is, Definitely a, a big bonus that most people don't get. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So you know, let's I got, talk about. I'm sorry, Jack. Go ahead. Well, well, I was just going to well, tell you guys well, a funny story. I, I just want to tell you guys yeah. a funny story. Um, you know, we had a home up in Mammoth for years, and uh, Mammoth, like a lot of resort towns, has you know a, a whole bunch of festivals. You know, beer festivals, blues festivals, jazz festivals, but you know, art festivals, wine festivals. You know, and I remember one night, my husband and I were up there, and there was a, a blues festival going on. Um, you know, it was like a two or three three day thing, and we went to some of the events. But one night we were, I think it was Saturday night, we stayed home, and we didn't live in town. We lived outside of town. We lived at the base of the mountain, and this blues festival was in town. And we could hear the band at our house. And who mm-hmm. who was playing? Who was playing? Take one guess. B.B. Uh, King. Uh, well, close, but Tommy Castro. Oh, wow. Tommy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, as, really? Uh, yes, as, yes, as a matter of fact, it's funny because I think we wanted to go, but it was sold out. And we couldn't get yeah. to it, so that's why we were home. But so we sat on our desk and listened uh, on our deck and listened to it. So anyway, that was my story. That's neat. <laughs> well, that is very neat. Um, so we are we're we're going to talk about Rage and Cajun the the business some other time, Steve. Mm-hmm. Today's <laughs> about the well, you know, we, he's he's doing the business is going along. It's the festival. We want to know more about the festival. So. Let's start with the bands. Tell us about the music we're going to hear. Okay, well, we got four really, really good music, uh, artists coming to play. Uh, we look at it as a one-time opportunity to see four bands that tour around the tour around the country, and we get to see them all together. And here in the South Bay, which you know isn't that common at all. Um, the, our I'll say headliner. We kind of have co-headliners. Is uh, Davy Knowles and his band. We're actually flying them out from mm-hmm. Chicago. He's pretty, very well known in Chicago in that area. Um, he's he, they call him a, a Manx influenced bluesman. Um, when mm. We we look, kind of looked up when we were trying to put together a list. Uh, we kind of had to do this kind of last minute because it was it wasn't something we were planning a year ago. It was kind of like three or four months out, and so who we were who was available was kind of tough. So we came up with a big list of of uh, artists that were that we would reach out to and see who was available. And what stood out for him when I was looking is, uh, is excuse me, Gibson Guitar Magazine had a top ten list of modern-day blues guitarists, and he ranked sixth. And he played with Sammy Hagar 
and the Chicken Foot on their tour, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And a lot of mm-hmm. top musicians had really great things to say about him. So I thought, well, let's reach out to right. him. Turned out he was available, so we're bringing him in. And then Tommy Castro is pretty well known in California and uh, Los Angeles, and uh, he plays more of a kind of a blues rock style. Um, I've been mm-hmm. listening to him a lot since since he you know signed on to play with us, and I really like his music. He's he's a guy mm-hmm. that I'm really looking forward to seeing play. He was the blues entertainer of the mm-hmm. year in 2008. He, um, the, Tommy Castro and the Painkillers were the best blues band of the year in 2010. I mean he's He's a really very quality musician, and I think people are going to be really excited to see him. Uh, another guy we have okay. is Eric Sardinas and his Big Motor, his band. Um, he's known for his slide guitar. Um, he's he's very electrifying on stage, very fun to watch. Uh, we have three great guitarists here. If you like guitar rock and uh, guitar rock, guitar blues, there's three guys you got to come and see. They're they're really good. They're amazing. And then to round it off, we have mm. Reverend Taltree. He's a little more of a traditional soul blues type of player, singer. Uh, mm. Very mm. emotional, animated, uh, you know, from the golden era of Delta blues, I'd say. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. four bands that are very fun to watch, and I think people really enjoy seeing them. I, it sounds Beautiful. like you you it sounds like you have representative from, like, Chicago blues, Delta Blues, West Coast Blues. Did, right. did you do that on? Was that on purpose? Mm, a little bit. When Knowles and Castro signed on, uh, we wanted to kind of fill out, uh, kind of get a little bit of everything. So, and then when Sardinas was available, I, I mean, personally, I really like the guitar aspect. Maybe next year we might kind of do a little bit different, but we'll, we'll see how this goes. But I feel like it'd be a very, it's a very exciting, upbeat. Um, it'll be a fun. A bunch of you know group to listen to. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. This is uh, going to be a great inaugural event, and of course, as Jackie and and I always say, there's there's no festival without sponsors. There's no festival without sponsors. No, no having fun without sponsors because the sponsors <laughs> are are there. To uh, make it all happen, and you've got some really great sponsors. This is an unusual, and we've recently had an encounter with Ed Asner, as a matter of fact, in one of his uh, 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 recent movies. But uh, tell us about your sponsors. Well, for, I mean, as far as the uh, the charity at Asner Foundation, um, actually, my one of my partners, his niece just took over uh, running the charity aspect of the Ed Asner Foundation, and she was wanting to get involved with us. And uh, honestly, they're kind of, my partner is kind of more involved with them than I am because, like you said earlier, I tend to be more involved in the uh, Relay for Life. But uh, they seem like a really great uh, organization. They spend a lot of uh, money and time working with autism and Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot of great things towards helping end autism, but they also deal with a lot of other um, situations and help out a lot of a lot of different things. As far as other sponsors, I mean, obviously, Raging Cajun Cafe is the main headlining sponsor for the event. Yes, and we're doing a lot yes. to put this on. Um, we have yes. Crown, uh, Crown Plaza; it's one of our big sponsors. They're doing a great; they're helping us out. You know. It got rooms for the, the the band and you know really you know helping support support the festival. Um, Budweiser, another great uh, sponsor, it's helping us. You know, we're gonna have some great beers and um, Hess Wines is gonna be invo- is involved. We're gonna have some great wine, beer and wine. Okay. Uh, as far as, I mean, as far as the, the sponsors like that, yeah, those are the big ones. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, and. Uh... And uh, there's going to be great food, uh, I see here, along with Raging Cajun, some of the best oh, yeah. food in the South Bay. Actually, that's where uh, I feel from like Lafayette. Put, the, the food may actually put us apart from a lot of festivals, because a lot of them just have generic <clears throat> generic food. And I have to say that, actually, this festival was almost put together first because of the food more than the, the music. Um, going... Going back to why we were doing the festival, in the 
we, our original plan was to do a, um, a spring festival. For, we're going to do a crab and crawfish festival in April. And talking to the city, we wanted to do a three-day festival in April. And talking to one of the councilmen, he, he and actually one of the guys from the city were like, maybe you ought to do something smaller, get involved in something this fall. Well, the Lobster Fest was, was canceled. And at that point, it looked like nothing was going on. So we're like, well, why can't we do something and maybe people will come because there's no Lobster Fest and we're the only thing going on. At that point, Lobster Rock hadn't been um, hadn't come up yet. And I was actually talking with uh, a, a guy from called Trap Kitchen. They're a they're one of those they're kind of a new thing. It's a pop pop up catering or um, they. It's, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but they it's called pop up catering and they they almost kick out, cook out of their own kitchen and they'll tell people we're going to be at this spot and come buy the food. Well, he's grown this thing. He's got 250,000 followers on Instagram. He caters for Snoop Dogg, Lil Wayne. He caters for all kinds. And he loves Raging Cajun. Well, we were sitting there talking one night. I'm like, you know, what if we team up together and do, put together, do something together? He's like, I'd love to do that. And I said, well, what could we do? And then uh, a day or two later, um, another one of our food vendors, Mr. Fry's Man, he opened up a place in Gardena. He does these amazing French fries with all kinds of stuff on top. His sauces are amazing. He's got lobster. He's got chicken, shrimp. He does all kinds of amazing stuff. And he's got a huge following. And I'm like, uh, three of us started talking. It's like, what can we do, the three of us? And I started thinking, I'm like, why not do like a music festival? Like, we'll do blues. I mean, Raging Cajun is kind of known for, uh, you know, Southern, we could do blues. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. So that's how it all kind of started. And we got, so we got Trap Kitchen, we got Mr. Fry's Man. I got, um, from those guys, we got Billionaire Burger Boys. They're a food truck. They do these amazing kind of fun <clears throat> burgers. And then we brought in some local people. The Grinds is a Hawaiian, a Hawaiian shop in Hermosa Beach. Uh, we have one of Chills, Frozen Ice in, um, in Redondo, and actually in the, uh, it's called Smitty's Signature Pudding. I haven't tried it yet, but I've seen yeah. all the stuff on Instagram. looks amazing. I'm looking yeah. forward to, to trying it at the day of the festival. Right. So basically, there's, Trap Kitchen. Yeah, Trap Kitchen. You guys got to try it. He does barbecue, and it's yeah. definitely one to try when you come to the event. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, I'm well, salivating. <laughs> okay, yeah, we got great food, amazing music. Uh, what else is there to a, a fantastic, blues festival? <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Well, it's a great setting, as you were saying. You know, right at the top of the show, it's a oh, terrific yeah. location, terrific setting. Well, it's supposed to be 75 and sunny. Uh, it should be beautiful out there. And uh, we have other, you know, vendors and little jewelry shops to um, uh, pet. Organic salons. Uh, there's all kinds of. I mean, we'll have a number of different little vendors that people can talk to right. and, and right. enjoy. Yeah. So and plus there's going to yeah. be atmosphere as far as we have. If people bring their kids or in between sets if they want to go play. We have like a giant uh, Connect Four. We're gonna have a big checkerboard set out there. We'll have the beanbag toss games. Just stuff to do. It'll, it'll be just like a fun day for people to come out and just enjoy the day. Right, right. Um, this is this is terribly exciting. I'm excited, and uh, I just want to do uh, a brief station break, Steve, and then we'll be back. We're going to be talking more with uh, Steve Hodges and uh, all about the Raging Cajun Blues Festival and uh, and and more things. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and today's topic is the Raging Cajun. Blues Festival, the inaugural festival kicks off uh, Saturday, October 20th, uh, a week from this coming Saturday. It's going to be a fantastic event, uh, RagingCajunBluesFest.com, and uh, we really think this is going to be a big event uh, for many years to come, and uh, we'd love to have you uh, join us, maybe not today, but we do take callers, many uh Days, Thursdays and Fridays, and uh, we're going to be uh, adding some new shows. And uh, we can be found on all your favorite podcast uh, platforms. That's the other thing uh, that's new too. Um, we're going to be available on uh, currently on eight different 
platforms. It's really exciting. Uh, we're available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, uh, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. So uh, look for us on all of those podcast uh, platforms. Thank you very much. And uh, okay, we're back. What uh, do we you talk know, about Joe? next? Well, you know, you know something. I have a note here to give away a couple yeah. of tickets, and and I'm forgetting what it's for. <laughs> somebody somebody contacted oh. me last week, and they said they wanted to give me a couple of tickets to give away, but I am uh, blanking yeah. on it. But anyway, that's besides the point. Never mind that. <laughs> I'll figure it okay. out. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll give them away tomorrow. <laughs> oh boy! And, Can you uh, tell them a little busy? I also- <laughs> <laughs> I also have to say because they're saying this all over TV, and you're gonna as as uh, as uh, we get closer to Christmas, you're gonna be hearing this every single station break. But this is the big thing for this year. Uh, just say, "Hey Siri, play the podcast, The South Bay Show," or say, "Hey Google, play the podcast, The South Bay Show." Yes, we're also available for uh, Alexa. So. Uh, Please do uh, uh, use your smart speakers and get us on. Uh, this is a very exciting time for uh, online podcasts in general. <laughs> you know, I didn't and know that. Away. I didn't know. I I didn't know that. Yeah, it's new. Oh, all right. Cool. <laughs> I have one of those speakers. I, I I haven't really used it. It's set up, but I'll have to try that later. You know, you Which know what you I have? always suggest. Uh, don't even ask me. J- JB set them up. Okay. I have no idea. They're all over the house. Uh, they're all over the house. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, but I'll. I'll. I'll figure it out at some point. Um, what was I? Gonna, I was just going to say something, and it just went right out of my mind. Okay, forget it. Forget it. Well, um, I know what I want to talk about. <laughs> We're going to talk about more. We talked about food. We talked about. Uh, Music a well, little. Wait, wait, no, Let's no, no, no. Wait, about... wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to food for a second. Um, I'm assuming sure. Raging Cajun is gonna have you're gonna have your food there, Steve. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll have our gambalaya, our shrimp po' boys. Uh, actually, we're gonna have our. Uh, I'll know the peach cobblers have become incredibly popular at the restaurant. We're gonna do peach cobblers there. Um, you know the traditional traditional stuff. Um, gambalaya, red beans and rice. Yeah, all the that kind of thing. Be available. All right, all right. Because yeah, I like that. That's going to be good. Oh yeah. As I said earlier, as I said earlier, I already, I already contacted my friends, and we're all planning on going because, as I said, there there was no lobster fest this year. So. Well, look forward to having all the all the people that used to go to lobster fest. Feel free to come on and join us. You guys will have just as much fun right. or more. Right. Oh yeah. Right. I look at the I look at the map, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, there's Joe's Crab Shack on one side of the Seaside Lagoon. Then there's Ruby's on the other side. There's space for food trucks. There's, uh, you know, the the grassy area. There's the sand. There's the lagoon, uh, the vendor booths. I mean, it, I, it seems like if you wanted to design a, uh, a um, venue uh, for Southern California – that would, you know, marry sand, water, and uh, parking and accommodations for uh, travelers, you couldn't design a better one than the Seaside Lagoon. I think we're at the head of the beginning of a renaissance, and people are going to, you know, want to say, you know, bands are going to say, well, I played at the Seaside Lagoon. (laughs) I hope so. That'd be great. I mean, if this thing, if people show up and we can grow this, I mean, we'd like to be able to bring in even bigger bands. I mean, who knows? Yeah. yeah. To, you know, make that a possibility. I think. I think uh, with a little pay per view, uh, maybe we could uh, we could uh, make the, the numbers work. <laughs> Joe, Joe's into the pay. Joe's already at the pay per view. No, you know, I gotta I gotta mention that. I don't know if you saw my weekend guide that came out this morning, Joe. But uh, my hmm. my opening paragraph was about um, le- last week. Um, you know, the guide goes out first thing Thursday morning, right? Gets posted, goes to subscribers, and and a subscriber contacted me uh, very early and said, 
Um, you know, the po- the link for this, it was a pop-off pet comedy theater, a show that they do over at Torrance Cultural Arts Center. She emailed me. She yeah. said, the link isn't working. She said, the link's not working. And I was like, that freaks me out. Because links, I, che- I double, triple, quadruple check links to make sure links are working. And so I went and I looked, and sure enough, page not found. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Uh, you know, so I frantically start looking for it. Can't find it on the TOCA page. Um, I, I, I Google searched it. I found it like on a city page. And I, and anyway, I, I was like, where the heck did this link go? You know, I don't make this stuff up. I don't make events up, right? You know, people send me info and I yeah. post it. Well, minutes later, I got an email from the people at TOCA saying, we saw that it was advertised in your weekend guide. It, the show has been canceled. You know, no. and this is the, this is the thing. This is the thing. You know how I hate procrastination, right? You know, mm-hmm. if there's something you want to do, you want to go to a show, you want to go to an event, you want to buy a ticket, you got to buy a ticket. Don't wait right. until the last minute to buy tickets. Because right. the fact that the show can be canceled because of poor ticket sales is the best argument for people to go out and buy tickets early. You know, I, I, right. you know, that happens all the time. That happens all the time. You know, these things are put out there, and then people are like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm not a procrastinator. I see something I want to do. I'm like, oh, I'm doing this. Boom, buy the tickets. But a lot of people, dare I say most people, don't want to commit early. So they put off, put off, put off buying a ticket, and then, you know, if enough people do that, if enough people hold off, the event's going to be canceled, or as I said, the other side of the coin is it sells out, and you're not getting in. Right. You're not. You're not going. Right. So, you know. So it, it's it's interesting how that works. How does how did how is that working for this event, Steve? Like, do you have a threshold for how many tickets you have to sell? You know, well, before I mean, it's, it's definitely a break-even point. I mean, honestly, this is our first event, and we've never so we've never done this before. So I don't know how the ebb and flow of ticket sales is typically. Um, I mean, I'm just uh, from what other people have told me, and it seems like it's really slow. But then I, I'm t- I'm talking to other people, like I talked to one of the guys from the Ro- uh, Lobster Rock, and he said, "Oh, it's all at the, they sell at the very end." And another buddy of mine did um, truck uh, truck shows for years. He's like, "Oh, he's like, it'll be the last week. Nobody's going to buy any tickets till last week." Right. So I'm like, okay, and actually telling him how many we sold, he's like, actually you're ahead, of, you're ahead of the game right now. I'm like, really? <laughs> he's like, yeah. Uh, so I mean, to be honest, we went to about four or five different festivals over the last four to six months just to kind of get ideas of what we felt worked for different festivals and what we wanted to incorporate into ours. And every single one mm-hmm. we bought the tickets the day of the event. So I mm-hmm. think that that tends to be the case. Now, if you buy it the day of the event, it actually they're twenty eight dollars a day of the event, or they're twenty five dollars if you buy early. So a little advantage to buying early. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that does seem to be the case that people do tend to wait. I mean, obviously, you want to see what the weather is like. It looks like it's going to be 75 and sunny uh, that Saturday. At least that's what they're saying. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. That'll be comfortable. That'll be very comfortable. 73, 74, oh, 75. Yeah. Sun's out. That's going to be go- – that's, that's the perfect weather. That should be. Um, yeah, yeah. But, perfect. yeah, I find that, you know – as I said, I'm not a procrastinator, so I find that very frustrating. Um, and, and you know, it's all maybe it's also an East Coast West Coast thing, because on the East Coast, you know, big annual events, you know, people look forward to them, and the second tickets go on sale, they're snapped up. You know, but out here, right. there there are very few events. I can think of like three that the minute the tickets go on sale, the event is sold out. You know, um, so so it's just I don't I don't know what it is. You know, it kind of makes me a little crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Try putting a lot of work and effort into it, and then stressing oh, whether yeah, okay. people are going to show up for it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I have faith that people. I mean, well, we have some great music, great food. I, people will come, and everybody's going to have a great time. I am yes. looking forward. Now, to it. are are you going to have? Uh, special VIP seating, or um, you, do you have a differentiation in in tickets, or is is it first come first serve? Well, most of it's general admission. We did uh, in the last couple of weeks. We decided to add. Um, there's two kind of semi VIP. We're selling uh, cabanas, uh, basically just a pop up. 
with um, six comfortable chairs, uh, nice comfortable beach chairs uh, that'll be in prime viewing areas. So you, you'll always you'll get that through the whole day. Those go uh, it's four seventy five plus tax for the for a cabana six ticket. You get six tickets and then the, the chairs in the prime viewing area. We do have for fifteen hundred dollars. It's a, a double basically a double cabana. Um, ten ten tickets. You get. I don't have the list in front of me actually, but you get a, like a, a three drink tickets per person, food per per, uh, per person. Um, you get the the seats, oh, and you get your own personal server that'll go get your stuff the stuff for you, and that's fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. if anybody's interested in that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, all right, that's good. I think people are interested in in VIP seating at uh, various venues and and. Uh, so uh, those those tickets do sell, and I think maybe those tickets sell before the general admission tickets sell because people who are going know that they don't want to fight the crowds. If right, well, they the, have a company, the, the, whatever. The cabanas have actually we sold a couple of those. Actually, I think those are a really good deal. I mean, you get right up to the side of the stage, and they're comfortable. You don't have to worry about you know being far away or you know next yeah. to somebody crazy. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you see, now you see, if I had known about that, because as I said, I have, we have a group that goes every year. If I'd known about that, I I totally would have gotten the, we could have gotten together and gotten one of those. Jack, if you want to switch it out, I'll let you, you can switch it out. We'll work that out. No, we're we're going to have a great time anyway. I'm I'm really, really looking forward to it. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. I hope so. It's going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. So now, what else, Jackie? Do you want to cover, and then we'll we'll let's, uh, let's talk about the let's talk about out. the restaurant. Let's talk about the restaurant. Okay. We have, I thought we were going to start off with the restaurant because that's kind of the history there, and 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 then the yeah. festival came. But we started with the festival. Let's oh. go back to the restaurant. Okay, we can do that. How long has uh, have you been there uh, on PCH with the restaurant as of today? How long have as you been of today? There? It's about. Uh, a little over four years. We opened in July of 2014, and mm-hmm. it's been about four and a quarter. Been a, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but things are going well now, and we're really happy. We got a lot of really solid customers, regulars. People are happy. Great, the staff, great. And anybody that came the first week or two, <laughs> it was pretty crazy when we first opened, and uh, but things are definitely up smooth, and people have a good time now. Yeah. You know, I have the to food believe. Is I, great. I, I have to believe that because of your location and because of just the structure itself. All right, it's painted red. You've got a giant crawfish on the roof. I got to believe that people just driving by, just pull in there to eat, just just because of the way it looks. It it it's completely different from anything else. It looks like fun. You know, when you drive by the building, it just looks like fun. Anything with a with a giant crawfish on the roof has got to be fun, right? Well, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we're aiming at. To be honest, when we first first opened, didn't have the crawfish. Didn't have, it? It turned out it was kind of a drive by. People would just be like, even still, people come in and go, "Yeah, I drive by all the time." I always think, "Oh, I should go in," but then they don't think about it. You know, two days later when they're going out to dinner. So it was actually about I don't know six months. The first Christmas, I don't know, it was, a, it was a year in or six months in. I put up uh, lights. I put all lights, these lights, yeah. up, lights up, and people were coming in, going, "Yeah, it's like it makes it more noticeable." It's like uh, so we came in because of the lights. So it's funny after Christmas, I'm like, "Well, I don't, I, I want to keep as many up as I can." So I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> took down a few of the red and and white, blue ones, but I kept up the like the Mardi Gras. I had some green ones, and so and uh, I've kept them up ever since, and. It, and it it brings it makes it makes it more noticeable. Then I put up the flags and I put up the crawfish. And now the crawfish is like almost an icon. If yeah. I guess <laughs> the sun kills us about every three to four months, and sometimes it'll, it'll be down for a couple of days, and before I get get the next one up, and people are like, "What happened to the crawfish? Is the crawfish all right?" And I'm like, yeah, I, I <laughs> <the crawfish." laughs> 
So, uh, Steve, what have you done with the crawfish? <laughs> what did yeah. you do with the crawfish? Um, no, you know, it's so funny. But you're right. The, I remember when the lights went up, and I thought, oh, it's the holidays. But and but you kept them up, and it does. It just it just stands out. But the crawfish, obviously, you, you know, that's an inflatable, right? So isn't yes. it inflatable that and yep. the, and the sun probably just destroys those, as you mentioned. I mean, it's like Randy's donuts. You know that you know the giant donut sculpture on top of Randy's donuts. It's like yep. you know maybe maybe it's time to get rid of the inflatable and actually install you know <laughs> something more more substantial. You know, as you said, it, it's become iconic. And you know the thing with restaurants, Ooh. and I and and I know this. I know this from you know having advertising on my website. The thing with the restaurants is. There are so many great restaurants in the South Bay, all different types of food, you know, depending what you're in the mood so for. So many. But a lot of times you forget. You know, it'll be a Friday night and you're home from work and you're like, let's go out to eat. Okay, what do you feel like? I don't know. We need to feel like this. And, and you just, because there's so many, you just forget a lot of places. And for restaurants specifically, advertise, by, by having something like the Giant Crawfish or, or, or an ad like on my website – it's top of mind. You know, a lot of people are sitting there on a Friday night or a Saturday late afternoon, you know, on the website looking, you know, at things and and they see this ad and it's like, "Oh shoot, I forgot about this place. Let's go there." You know, it's 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 all about top of mind stuff, you know, when it comes to that. And and the crawfish is is does that beautifully. Oh yeah, I've I've, I've social media to me it saved the restaurant a few years back when we we opened and it was kind of struggling for a while there and i learned how to use facebook advertising and kind of get on instagram and for a restaurant it's such an advantage because we take great pictures of uh actually my wife does she takes amazing pictures of of the food and we post them and that gets what gets people in they see it and we advertise mm-hmm. and they see him you know the po boy go by and like oh that looks really good or the the peach cobbler, I got to try that, and yeah, people all the time come in and say, you know, I just had to come in. I see all your pictures; they look just delicious. So it, yeah. it is. And if you don't, it, a couple times I've kind of cut back on the advertising and and business slumps. It's just like you got to be on people's mind, on the forefront yeah. of their mind, or they forget about you. There's just too many other. Yeah, stuff. top of mind, top of well. Speaking of, now you have all the classic Cajun dishes. You got right. you got gumbo, you got the atouffee, you've got uh, your catfish, and you know your your you have alligator. You have alligator, alligator, frog legs. Frog legs. You, you know you have all the classic stuff, but you also have original hurricane. You you serve the original hurricane, right? Which oh. you know, you know that was invented in New Orleans. Uh, Pat, Pat O'Brien. Pat yep. O'Brien's is that? Right. The, yep. Which yep. I will just mention, I was once thrown out of Pat O'Brien's. <laughs> now, people say, how on earth did that happen? I'm not going to tell you, but I was actually tossed out of Pat O'Brien's. <laughs> but, um, but, probably not the but first and probably not the last. a bad girl. It was my youth. It was the days of my youth. Uh, and But as great as the hurricane is, you have a, a drink in a skull, a blue drink in a skull that steams or something. There's there's fog coming out of it. Tell, tell us about that. Joe, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we have two smoking uh, skull drinks. Um, yeah. One's a, a blue, it's a blue voodoo. It's, um, it's, a blue voodoo. it's basically like a, a lemonade with blue curacao. Some, um, uh, it's got lemon, it's a lemon-lime kind of a drink. Oh, it's vodka. And, um, and then we also have one called the Reaper, which is I almost say almost like a Long Island. We make it purple. It's got some. It's got a bunch of different alcohols plus some blue carousel and grenadine to make it purple. And then we put, honestly, we would put liquid nitrogen in the top. But I just found out this oh. week now they don't want to sell liquid nitrogen to restaurants anymore. So I get a. I'll probably go back to dry ice. We tried that at one time. Put it in the bottom. Um, but yeah, they smoke when they go to the tables and. Uh, they're really great to mm-hmm. photograph. They're fun to drink, and you, oh, and you get to keep the glass. Yeah. So you get yeah. To take from the glass. Why? It's very. Why do you think? Oh, that's great. I'm I'm a I'm into technology and all kinds of things like that. So why are they not selling liquid nitrogen to restaurants? Is there an, a danger or something? Well, people are are aren't smart. They, I mean, it's something you got to let burn off. If you 
drank it's like if you just, i guess and i read when we first started this i kind of did my research i mean is it that dangerous i mean as long as you're smart you can't shoot it or something and I guess that's right. happened a time or two where people shoot it and then it destroys their stomach. We always warn when we take right. them out, we just put it on top. Honestly, it burns off within like 15 seconds. So by the time right. you almost get it to the table, it's got like a couple seconds left of smoking. And then, the, and plus if you have a straw, it goes to the bottom. You're, you're, you're good. We've never right. had any kind of situation with it, but um, yeah, I guess the insurance aspects <sighs> of it from our, our dealers. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so you can't go into nice. a restaurant and order liquid li- liquid nitrogen in your drink anymore. That's a damn shame. There aren't too many places <laughs> to do it. I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, I, we had a video on Facebook that we posted of us making a, a, a big one because we also do these punch bowls of them for groups of four or more. And we took a video, and it went viral all across the country, about three and a half million, four million hits or something like that. And, yeah, people just, you know, not that many places do it. So it's kind of a fun fun aspect. It is fun. It's totally fun. I mean, that's the sort of thing that you would go there to have one of those. You specifically go there to have a, a blue voodoo or which what was the other one? The reaper. The reaper. Yeah. 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 Just fun. No, definitely another fun aspect of the restaurant. Um, Joe, Joe, Joe is right. running out the door right now. He's he's on his way over there. He he wants his blue voodoo. What can I get? I want my liquid nitrogen. <laughs> so we have a few traditional. We have the the hand grenade, which is a, another um, traditional Bourbon Street drink. It's all mm-hmm. kind of, it's basically all alcohol. Sell a few of those. They're they're a bit strong, uh, usually to the younger crowd. I get. I mean, <laughs> twenty one twenty one to twenty five year olds tend to get the hand grenades. Hand yeah, uh, grenades. Yep. And then the hurricanes, and yeah, we have a, a number of fun. Cocktails that uh, you know, Louis, uh, New Orleans is known for their for their drinks. So we try to well. Tell me, that. tell me, tell me, tell me exactly what is the definition of moonshine? I don't know. What the, it's well, moonshine. I guess there's a lot of different. Uh, def, it can be made a lot of different ways with using. I think traditionally it's grain alcohol that's that's made. Um, although I I think I remember reading at one time that. The original moonshine was from rum or something, but um, or or I'm told by my wife corn whiskey. Uh, nowadays it tends to be mm-hmm. more. It's a corn whiskey. It's kind of similar to a vodka in a sense that the, a lot of it's flavored. Um, most of the the moonshine we sell nowadays. When we first opened, moonshine was much more popular. Now it's kind of people kind of did it. Um, or moved on back to vodka or whiskey. Whiskey tends to be really popular right now. Um, but mm-hmm. so we have a couple. We have some actual. We have our own moonshine. I'd say uh, there's a a, lo- a guy that lived on in Redondo Beach. A uh, local guy. He started doing his own moonshine about three years ago when it was real popular. And he did a honey, a cinnamon, uh, and then uh, a root beer, and just the regular like kind of. Uh, the clear white lightning, and he we were buying it from him. We were the only ones in California that had it, and since then he's decided to stop doing moonshine and do whiskey because it's much more popular. But he had all this back back cases of the moonshine he made, so he's given it to us to, and it's ours now. And actually, that that sells the best. His his honey is so good. We actually have Kenley Jansen of the Dodgers comes in pretty regularly. And he loves oh. when he he almost never drinks. <laughs> I don't want to make him look like he's. But when he has when he has a party during the off season, he always comes in for his honeymoon yeah. shine. Loves the honeymoon shine. It's delicious. I love moonshine. I had a flight last time I was at uh, Rage and Cajun. I had a flight of moonshine, and just every single one is as unique and different and tasty. Yeah, there's, yeah, that's our most popular. We get the, we do the flight with one of each. And people want to try it, and we we do sell a lot of the yeah. the honey, the cinnamon, the root beer. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. This is exciting. You know, Jackie. I don't, I know, I know, and you know, I I I um I don't I don't drink a lot of hard alcohol. As a matter of fact, even like margaritas, I have a hard time with because all the sugar in it. Like if I have one, I can't sleep. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it it just keeps me up, so I, I tend to stay away from it. But, you know, after this conversation, I'm ready to go out and tie one on. 
Maybe this weekend. Maybe this weekend. Okay. You know, just go out. Just go out. Go over to Raging Cajun and try all of these incredible cocktails. I mean, I haven't done that in years. I, I okay. Yes. All right. I, I know what my plans are this weekend. I'll I need tell to you do another, that. Another thing where we, I mean, it's not. It's more southern than Cajun, but our fried chicken. Best in the South Bay. I'll put our fried chicken up against anybody's in the South Bay. And uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, you like fried chicken? Becky's Coming a fried in. chicken Uh-oh. aficionado. Uh-oh. Yeah, try it. Ours is amazing. All right. Okay, that's the plan. Fried chicken this weekend at Raging Cajun. Fried chicken that's and skull drinks. Fried chicken and moonshine. <laughs> uh, moonshine. <laughs> and skull drinks. <laughs> fried chicken and blue voodoo. All right. Okay, well, there go. That, I got my weekend planned. All right, that was easy. (laughs) That was easy. All right, we want to mention again, okay, uh, we're going to be having the inaugural Raging Cajun Blues Festival uh, on Saturday, October 20th. It's an all-day event. It's from 1130 in the morning until 8 p.m. at Seaside Lagoon in Redondo Beach. Epic music, food, all right? They've got got Davy Nels, Tommy Castro, and the Painkillers. Reverend Talltree, and Eric Sardinas, and Big Motor. All right? Ticket, there are still tickets available. They're $25 a person, or if you want to go big, they have uh, some uh, VIP cabanas available. Uh, you can get the tickets at RagingCajunBluesFest.com. It's RagingCajun, R-A-G-I-N-C-A-J-U-N, BluesFest.com. Uh, get them now. Get them now before they sell out. Because the last thing you want to do is down. wake up Saturday morning and say, uh, oh, yeah, let's go to this. And you go down there and they're sold out. You get to the door, they say, sorry, you waited too long. You can't come. <laughs> We're about to blow this up. I think this is going to be a popular show on podcasts even. And, <laughs> I hope you're uh, right. I, I'm excited. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, it's it's the, the news about uh, Lobster Festival. It's the news about Raging Cajun and, and the Blues Festival, obviously. But it's just something fun to do and we're celebrating a successful South Bay business. Um, uh, There are many great restaurants, but not all of them are great citizens. I have to say (laughs) I talked to some nonprofits and of course I'm, I was very much involved and still my wife is very much involved in the relay for life and the reception that raging Cajun uh, you and your wife, Steve, give to uh, nonprofits is not uh, shared by all restaurateurs. Some restaurateurs say, are you crazy? You want me to give away my profits uh, someday for some cancer thing? Why would I want to do that is what people say. But well, it helps everybody. doesn't say that. I mean, it helps us. It helps our, and you feel good about it. And no, I mean, and all the people involved in the in the charity want to help support us too, and it's it's a great you know I I try to I get involved with as many charities as I can because I mean you can only go so far you can only give so much but um it, I try to help as many people as I can. Spoken like a restaurateur who's going to be here more than a minute. Uh, you know, restaurants are are great businesses in the South Bay, but also. Restaurants uh, have a lot of turnover. Jackie, you know uh, we have a lot of great restaurants in the South Bay, but we also have had some spectacular restaurants who were here for a minute and then they were gone. Yeah, yeah, no, gosh, that that happens. You know, I, I don't remember the stat, but what is it like for every ten restaurants that open, only only two hmm. last a year or something. I, I don't remember what the stat is, but it's pretty yeah. incredible. Actually, it's a tough business. I got a stat for you. That's actually that was a commercial. When we first were trying to get investors to open, everybody was like, "No, everybody." My accountant says, "Don't invest in a restaurant. They're bad investments." Uh, right. Ohio State did a did a research on that and, and to find out if restaurants fail more often than regular businesses, and it turned out that. It, restaurants fail at the same rate as any other retail business. Now, if you don't have okay. one thing that works against, if you open a restaurant and you had no experience, which a lot of people might inherit a bunch of money and then go, oh, I always wanted to open a restaurant, and they open, those tend to fail a higher percentage than 
than uh, people with restaurant experience that have been in the business and open a restaurant. Uh, but it was an American Express commercial that some chef, I forget what it was, about 10 or 15 years ago, he was he gave this stat that was a completely made-up stat about his restaurants make it, yet so many of them don't. And really? A little information there. Yeah, if you look it up online. Because <laughs> I was curious if that was true. Because I've been in the business for 20 years was... before. I'm like, am I really going into something that, that's got, that has such a high percentage of failing? But I think it just gets more yeah. publicity when a restaurant fails. It's more obvious than like a little clothing shop right. or <laughs> a nail salon right. or whatever. Okay, so once again, Joe, we've this hour flew by. Uh, we got a lot of yes. great information out. Uh, let's give it out yes, one more time. Uh, 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 Raging Cajun Blues Festival, Saturday, October 20th, from 11.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, at Seaside Lagoon yes. in Redondo Beach. Tickets are $25. You can get them now at RagingCajunBluesFest.com. we got to wrap this up. Thank you, guys. Thank you for Thank having you, me on. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we will be seeing you often at uh, the Raging Cajun Cafe and Mushai Bar in Redondo Beach, right on PCH. And we, are, of course, are going to see you on October 20th at the Raging Cajun Blues Fest, RagingCajunBluesFest.com. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. All right, and thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. And I have to say, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a, an amazing show tomorrow. Uh, this uh, play that the Miracosta Drama uh, Department is going to be putting on is kind of uh, shocking, Jared, uh, Jackie. This is going to be pretty uh, uh, amazing to talk to them about this production. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They're doing a production of the Laramie Project. Uh, which yes. uh, we'll we'll get it we'll go it we'll get into it tomorrow. So uh, you know it's always fun to have the kids on. You know we've done this several times yes, with their is. drama department, and uh, we're going to have yes. a bunch of them on again tomorrow. So tune in. Tune in. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. <laughs>